welcome to Talk To Me Baby, the show that believes knowing yourself and living in accordance with who you are is the biggest asset you can possess in life. I am your host, Emily the Adamas, and today we are going to be talking about how to revamp your life. Why? Well, because if you're watching this real time, we are heading into the second half of November. And after the holidays, we are all going to be inundated with messages about how to make 2024 our best year yet, about how to completely change our lives, stick to our goals, remake, rebuild, redo, all of the things. And I want to offer a practical yet spiritual approach to this, which has been the only thing that has worked for me so far. And I say that as somebody who hates goal planning and goal setting of all kinds. So let's get into it. I think that at the end of the year, we weirdly put all this pressure on ourselves to accomplish and to do things and to think about the future. And yes, it's a great time to reflect and to think about the year that we had, think about any changes that we wanna make moving forward. But I also think that we lose sight of the fact that January is just an arbitrary time period created by man where we decided, hey, um, this is where the calendar is going to start and the new year is actually going to start kind of like in the middle of winter in the Northern Hemisphere and we're all just going to be cool with it and we're going to do rituals and we're going to burn stuff and shoot off fireworks in the sky. I'm not a very big New Year's person. I like that idea of having a clean slate and starting over because that does feel nice to think that we get a refresh and we get a chance to reassess and rebuild and consider what we want moving forward. However, we can get really wrapped up into changing our whole lives and we fall into a trap where it's no secret that most people don't keep their New Year's resolutions. And the reason for that, I think, is embedded in the wisdom of a quote by Chuck Close, which is, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and work. And he was an amazing artist, created these massive photorealistic, large-scale pieces. And we've talked about this before on previous podcast episodes where if you are waiting for motivation to come, you are always going to be on the back foot because Motivation comes from actually doing and actually starting things. This is energy that we take into that essence of the new year. We think about completely revamping our lives. And then when the inspiration runs out, as it will, we peter out on the goals. And I think that the stat is like by end of February, or it might even be sooner than that. It might be by end of January. People are off of the diet and people are not focused on the goals with the same level of intensity that they were initially. And that's because they are running on fumes at this point. Showing up daily and being consistent is what will actually revamp your life. Womp, womp, womp. I know. I wish that there was a shortcut. I wish we could just snap our fingers and everything could be different, but that's not how it works. And the truth is that being consistent will actually get you there. That spark of inspiration is like a firecracker going off. But daily consistent practice and working towards your goals is like a roaring fireplace. And yeah, you have to put in some logs now and then, but that is the difference between inspiration and consistency. So let's dive into small talk. I want to 
give you an alternative perspective and maybe this method will work for you on how I have planned, quote unquote, I say that very loosely, my goals, quote unquote, I also say that very loosely to show you how I am tracking towards them because traditional goal planning does not work for me. I don't like it. I don't feel inspired by it. In fact, I actually feel demotivated by traditional forms of goal planning, but this is what has worked for me. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you will be able to see me demonstrate. I took a sheet of paper and I folded it in half. And on that sheet of paper, I drew a vertical line and I drew a horizontal line. So I made four little boxes and I did that on the back side of the folded piece of paper and on the front side of the folded piece of paper. So the first side is the practical side and the back side is the energetic side. And this is to help you look at life from those two different perspectives. We have to take practical action, but we also need to line up energy and we need to think about the kind of energy that we want to cultivate in our lives. And that will help us actually with the practical side and vice versa. So what do I have on here? On my practical side, I have identified four areas of my life that I want to focus on. And you don't have to select all four. You can just do one or two, do whatever you want. My four are body, house, learning, and podcast. Now, those are four things that are important to me at this moment in time and what I am working towards. These are not really big, gigantic things like wellness and career life purpose. They're pretty manageable. Underneath each section, I have written things down that are important to me. So these are things that are either continuous, meaning I'm going to continually do them on a consistent basis, or once I do it, I can cross it off. It's kind of like, think about this is the area of life that I want to focus on. And these are the things that I can't forget about or things that I need to make sure that I'm taking into account. So for example, under body, I have exercising three times a week or more eating well, eating intuitively, massage, meditation, foam rolling, stretching, going outside for inspiration. Exercise three times a week or more is not something I'm going to be crossing off. It's just my goal. I, and I have actually been doing that. So that's pretty cool. But I can look at this list and just at a glance, I can tell, hmm, I haven't been foam rolling. So that's something that I want to start working on and something I want to incorporate. Notice that I don't have a timeline, okay? I haven't created some type of routine for myself where I map out my day and I say, I'm going to wake up at six in the morning and I'm going to eat and then I'm going to exercise for this long and then I'm going to foam roll and then I'm going to stretch and then I'm going to solve all the world's problems. I haven't done that because that to me is overwhelming. I need structure, but I also need a little bit of flexibility so that I can decide, oh, you know what? Maybe I want to work on this instead. Oh, maybe I want to focus on this instead. But because I've written all these things down on my little quadrants in my practical side of this folded piece of paper, I know what those goals are and I can tell in an instant, okay, I'm either tracking towards this or I'm not. That's another thing too. I'm not really into tracking. I had a planner once that had little circles and you're supposed to fill them in for every day of the week that you did a specific task, whether that was like you could decide if it was meditation or you drank enough water today or whatever. I don't feel like tracking how much water I drink in a day. I have a big ass water bottle. I know if I filled that thing up two, three times, like I'm good with the water intake. I don't want to drive myself crazy in these little micro moments and micro tasks. Other people take great pleasure from that. So you need to decide and discern for yourself which one of those two you are. If you like filling in those little bubbles and checking off things, then by all means. 
this for me is just big picture enough that I feel like it's doable, but also specific enough that I feel like I'm accomplishing something. So let me give you an example. The learning section. Why do I have that on here? Because I'm really passionate about learning. I love learning new things. I love taking in new information and it's a priority in my life. I also am a course junkie, which means that I have bought a lot of digital courses over the years and I want to make sure that I'm doing them because they're important to me. So I have on here, for example, okay, masterclass. I have a subscription to masterclass. I have RuPaul masterclass, which was about self-expression. I did that masterclass. So I get to mark that one off. Delightful. On my podcast section, I have format development. I've figured that out. So I'm going to cross that off. I also have intro music and graphics. I haven't figured that out yet. So I know that's still pending. So it's on this list so that I don't forget about it. That's basically the gist to it, right? You are going to have your sheet of paper. You're going to draw the line down the middle, draw the line across. You have your four quadrants. You determine what is going to go into those four quadrants. What areas are most important for you to focus on right now? This isn't about mapping out your entire year or deciding that you are going to revamp every single aspect of your life. Because I often approach things like that where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to change everything. And then I get overwhelmed and I don't do anything because it's overwhelming to change everything all at once. You can't change everything all at once. You have to have focus. Now let's flip over because I said, this is the practical side. Let's talk about the energetic side. The energetic side is very generalized terms of the way that I want to feel of emotions and situations that I want to cultivate in my life. But I see this side as co-creating with the universe. This is the side that I'm going to lean on my spirituality. I'm going to lean on my connection with my inner self, with my inner voice to help create and cultivate these aspects. So in these uh, quadrants, I have love, creativity, prosperity, and magic. You get to decide what goes on here, but think about the kind of energy that you want to infuse into your life. Maybe you're a person who tends to be negative or anxious. If you want to change that moving forward, you could have a quadrant in here that is about trust or a quadrant that's about peace, calmness, cultivating a sense of serenity. So what do I have on my list here, because again, these are not things that I'm going to check off. This is energy that I'm trying to cultivate throughout all aspects of my life across the entire spectrum. So what's in my creative bucket? I have ideas, collaborations, straight to the heart, new ways of doing things, unique ideas, standing out, authenticity. In my prosperity section, I have joy, well-being, opportunities, alignment with the best, flow, stability, expectation, reaching higher levels. So the idea with the energetic side is that you think about energy that you want to be dominant in your life because we are revamping our lives. We can't just do that from the practical aspect. We also have to do that from the energetic aspect. If I am cultivating a sense of creativity in my life, then that means that I want to be open to new ways of doing things. If I want to bring more love into my life, then that means that I need to celebrate myself as well as celebrate others. So think about what it is that you want to cultivate in your life. It could be gratitude. It could be peace. It could be joy. It could be companionship. What are those kind of emotions that you want to be feeling? And then you can track those on the energetic side. Now, this isn't meant for you to cross things off. It's more of your awareness so that you are tuned into how do I actually feel day to day? 
And then what am I actually doing day to day? So what I'm doing day to day is the practical side. What am I feeling day to day is the energetic side. Let's now do deep talk because I have struggled with goal planning for a very long time. For me, backtracking from big picture goals does not work. And if you'll notice, some of these goals that I have on the practical side, like body, I do have a fitness goal in mind. But if I were to write down, this is my fitness goal, right? Lose this amount of weight. If I were to write that down and then plan out how I was going to accomplish that, me personally, I would feel super overwhelmed and actually demotivated because what happens is that, at least for me, I go into comparison mode where I'm thinking, huh, this is my goal, but I'm so far away from my goal and I got to do all these things to get to my goal. And I just start getting overwhelmed and I start getting antsy and I feel anxious. And then I don't feel particularly interested in accomplishing that goal. When the time comes for me to exercise, I don't feel excited about it. I feel like it's drudgery. And if you're somebody who really likes to track like day to day, then this probably isn't going to work for you. But for me, it's just enough specificity that I don't feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. And I still feel like I'm making progress and I'm doing things because it's top of mind, right? I can look at this and I can immediately tell, am I doing this thing or am I not doing these things? And the internal comparisonitis between where I am and where I want to go always gets to me. Because I just think, oh, I have so far to go. And that's why to bring this full circle, if you're waiting for the inspiration, it's just not going to help you because that inspiration is that initial push to, almost to cement in your mind, okay, this is what I want. It's a signal to yourself that this is what I want for myself and I'm excited about it and I'm ready for it and I want to do it. But it's not the juice that's going to get you there. It's not what is actually going to help you accomplish it because the inspiration will be fleeting. And if we want to be artists of our own lives and creators of our own lives the way that Chuck Close was, we have to just show up and do the work. And for me, it's easier to do that work when I have a list like this where I can look at these different areas of my life. I've written it down. I've thought about it. I've been methodical. I color coded this thing. Okay. It's colorful. It's cute. It lives on my whiteboard and I can look at it and I know exactly, am I on track or am I not without having to drive myself crazy and be one of those people with this crazy complex goal planning habit tracking system that frankly just makes me want to crawl into a hole and call it a night, you know? It's just not, not my vibe. The principle of a happy life is a string of happy moments. That's how you create a happy life. That's how you create a rich life. That's how you create a life worth living is by recognizing all of the little moments that you are experiencing. But I think a lot of us approach this backwards where we're so focused on living a happy life and on accomplishing that thing and not getting to where we want to be that we forget that we're living right here and right now. So Part of the secret, if you will, to revamping your life is to recognize that it's all good right here, right now where you are. You don't need to completely throw everything out, start from scratch, clean slate when you approach your life as this project and this thing that has to get fixed and upgraded, then you kind of take the joy out of it because I bet that you're doing better than you think you are. And I bet that you're farther along than you think you are. And if you could cut yourself a little bit of slack, write down what you need to write down, plan and map what you need to map, but don't be so crazy about it that you suck the life out of the life that you're trying to change. Because then what's the point if 
the goal planning and the goal setting process is so arduous and so uncomfortable and so unpleasant, then you're not going to want to stick to it and you're not going to move forward. And that little hit of inspiration that you might get towards the end of this year as we're moving into the beginning of the next, that feeling of, yeah, this is going to be my year where you're full of hope and expectation for what's to come. And then that peters out, that's where we get into trouble. And so the goal is to feel excited about what we're living currently, even though it might not be this picture that we have in our heads and just know that little by little we're getting there. And also to know that the joy actually is in the day-to-day -day progress. It's not in the getting there because the getting there happens and then it's gone. And if you are somebody who grew up, especially if you were like an overachiever, you might have trouble actually just settling into what your accomplishments are because you finish something and then you're on to the next thing and you're on to the next and you're on to the next. And while it's great to want to up-level as much as possible, it's also perfectly fine where you are right now. And if you do want to make changes, then at least now you have this little method with the quadrants to track the practical and the energetic without feeling like you are going to lose your mind or lose yourself in the process because you should be enjoying the process as much as you possibly can. As always, anything that we have spoken about in this episode will be linked down below, including anything I'm wearing that I can link. Can't link Dawson. Sorry, he is not for sale. He is the world's cutest and most useless production assistant and disruptive production assistant because you guys don't see this, but in the edits, you know, there's a lot of getting him off the table and then he's back on the table and then his nose is in the Yeti and then he's playing with my papers and, you know, he's just really part of the collaborative process of Talk To Me Baby. And so I just want to recognize him for a moment. This has been your episode of Talk To Me Baby. I am your host, Emily De Adamas, and I will talk to you later.